Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome to another great, fantastic episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. This is Season 3, Episode 15, Rise Up and Take a Stand for Your Faith. How are you defending God? How are you standing up for your faith? How are you defending yourself against the haters out there? Are you doing it the right way? Or are you lashing out in anger in unbiblical ways? Which I'm guilty of that from time to time as well. Especially when I'm talking on the phone to different appliance repair shops. Or talking to a computer repairman who thinks that I really don't know what I'm talking about. And sometimes I lose my temper and um, and my temper gets the best of me and it's not right, which my lovely wife points out every now and again. So, again, the question is, how are you standing up for your faith? I am so glad to be back with you. And I hope you all enjoyed that interview last week uh, for the Jesus Talking Doll. What a wonderful gift if you're a parent and you have a young child at home. That's just getting them started early because God's word does not return void. It says that in Isaiah 55. So it'll get into them early. I think that is awesome. And so don't forget to go to uh, JesusTalkingDoll.com and you can get a discount on it if you use our name. What is it? Sandy and Donnie. Sandy and Donnie is a discount code. So I really hope you enjoyed that. Sorry I couldn't be with you, but I was babysitting my granddaughter. That was a lot of fun. She's due to be on Passover. She was born on Passover last year. And so this coming April next month, she's going to be a year old. All right, getting to us. So yes, where do you see it in your faith? And why is your faith weak? That's our second topic, and overcoming and becoming strong in faith is our third one. So let's begin. I'm, I'm taking this from the book of Esther, because Esther had to take a stand for her faith. If you've read Esther, she was raised by her cousin because her parents uh, were her parents ha- were uh, passed had already passed, and there came a time when the queen of the area didn't didn't want to come down as the king called her and he got mad so his advisor said let's take another queen and so all the young maidens in the land were brought up to the palace and um esther which was her jewish name was hadassah uh she was brought in and she had won the favor of and she became queen okay in our story she had to go before the king to intercede on behalf of the Israelites because Haman had a plot to kill all the Jews. So we're going to take it from Esther chapter 4 verse 13 and 14. And Mordecai told them to, to answer Esther. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Have you ever been in that position? Where 
you are put on the spot and people, well, do you believe in Jesus? Or do you get politically correct? Are you scared? Why are you scared of people? Oh, haven't we heard that before somewhere? In the book of Galatians, shall we please men rather than God? Okay, God is the one who can who gives you breath and can take it away. Even a man tries to take your breath. Uh, God has the power to restore it. So, who are you going to stand for? The one who died for you? Or are you going to be afraid? Are you going to be afraid and give in and not say anything? Where do you stand for your faith? Because, see, at this time, what he's talking about is Esther had to go before the king and she was scared to. Because if you go before the king and you hadn't been summoned, you can be killed. And so that was why Mordecai responded in this way. So she does come back and say, let's call a fast. So we live in a fallen world. People are not always going to believe the way you do. And they're going to criticize you for your faith. The Lord says we will have trouble. John 16, says, I've told you these things so that in me you will have peace. But in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This is in part due to the free will of mankind. Some people use that to the disadvantage of others. But you still have to decide, are you going to take a stand for your faith? Are you going to stand as a child of God? And when asked, declare it? Well, that's right. How are you going to defend yourself? How are you going to defend the one and only God? See, at the Passover, he even told his disciples, the world will hate you as much as it has hated me. It will hate you because you have loved me. It will hate you because you have been with me. That sounds like exactly what's going on today. You tell a person out there who wasn't saved that you're a Christian, they'll just look at you like, oh, you just hate everybody, don't you? I never said I hated anybody. I just said I love God. But they're going to say it, oh, you hate the gays. You hate the, oh, you hate other people. We didn't say we hated gays, but we will say that they're living the wrong way because and God said in the Bible, Adam and Eve. He never said anything else. Yeah, and the world's going to try to twist that. God says in the Bible, he says in Matthew, I think it's in chapter 7, do not judge lest you be judged. Okay, so you know when people try to twist that around, it's like, no, I think you've got that wrong. God commands us to love one another. He says, love one another as I have loved you. And so he tells us to love people, and then he tells us not to judge people. So when someone comes up to you and asks you, Yes, I love that person. I don't care if they're gay. I don't care if they're black, brown, white, or purple. God tells me to love everybody. And he tells me to love them. And he tells me not to judge them. So that's your response. My job is to love. God's ju job is to judge. And I want to add a little bit more point to that. Because God also said we're supposed to share the word of God. And the word of God is in the Bible. And it also does say in the Bible, Thou shalt not lay with men as we lay with women. So our job is also to educate people, but educate them the right way by sharing the word of God. It's not our job to judge them. Like, then they say, why are you judging me? Like, I'm not judging you. It's not my job to judge you. But it is my job to share the word of God with you. And that's just a, hey, I'm speaking truth. And you can take it or leave it for what it is. But I'm still going to love you. And I'm going to still treat you as my friend and my brother and my sister. 
and put it back in the right place and let God take care of it. And it's not our job to sit there and argue with them either. Say, hey, I'm just telling you what I believe. But what I believe also tells me to love you. Because Satan will get them to try to twist it around. So nowhere in the Bible does it say we hate mankind. In fact, it says to love mankind. So topic one, where do you stand in your faith? We have to take a stand. If we don't, then we'll never... We'll never walk in peace because Satan is going to continually throw his fiery darts at us uh, with trials to steal our joy and to keep us from walking with the Lord, to keep us from being a confident child of God. True victory is trusting God in the middle of your storm when he wants you to get upset. Jesus was asleep in the boat. When there was a storm going on and the, and the disciples were all scared. He, you can rest with the Holy Spirit within you no matter what trial you're going through. And you can take a stand for your faith. So do you cave under pressure? Under every trial that comes your way? Do you stand sometimes and in other times your faith falters? Maybe your faith is rock solid. In any case, the Lord wants us to trust Him completely look at what he did for us look back and read isaiah 52 verse 14 and 15 it says he was beaten beyond human recognition and isaiah 53 describes his death on the cross it was excruciating he was all man and all god so he felt every bit of that pain and he did that for us that alone is enough to trust him and take a stand Exactly. So when are we going to stay, take a stand and support God and just praise him for what he did for us unconditionally? God put everything on the line for us. He didn't have to create this world. He chose to. And then after he created the world, he created his God, created Jesus because he knew that we there's no way we would get to heaven without his divine intervention. There's no way. His standards are much too high for us to even overcome just talking. So we're going to continue on here with topic uh, with uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. So where do you stand? That is a miraculous verse, isn't it? That just makes you pause and want to think about what is my understanding? Do I under, am I understanding the correct way? Am I thinking the right way? That should be everybody's on everybody's mind after you read that verse. But it also says, lean not on it. So that means he's, he's saying there that we don't always have to understand everything that God is doing. We just have to trust him. In his death on the cross, the pain that he went through, he carried over a 300-pound cross up the hill to Golgotha. After he had been beaten over and over, this, I mean, it wasn't just a couple of whips and that's it. So this went on for a while. He was scourged. And in those days, the whips that they used had little leather strips hanging from them. And it had rocks and had stones in the end of them. That's what he was beaten with over and over and over again. And he did that for us. So don't doubt his love. And when he calls on you sometimes to stand up for faith, you can trust that oh, big El Shaddai is right behind you and he's got your back. So why is your faith weak? If you can examine that and determine why is your faith weak 
and ask God to show you those areas and he can help you become stronger in those areas. Moving on to topic number two. As my wife just said, why is your faith weak? Do you not fully believe in God? Do you not fully believe that he exists? Do you not fully believe that he died for us on this cross? There are so many different uh, questions to be answered in this as to why your faith is weak. Because even the disciples had doubts back in the day when they were following him. He, he Heck, he even asked Peter three times, do you love me? You may wonder why he asked Peter three times the same question and got the same answer. Because uh, Most people think with that because Peter denied him three times. And we all remember that story, don't we? As a co- uh, You will deny me three times before the cock crows. So moving on here, after you admit your faith is weak, you must next examine your faith and ask the Lord to show you areas in your life where your faith is weak and what caused it. Maybe it was due to events that left you hopeless. When you discover your faith is weak, and then you could take that to God and help you overcome and learn to take a stand and trust trust in Him to bring you back up. That's what you have to do. You have to examine yourself, truly and, uh, examine yourself and analyze and find out what is missing in your life. It could be a dozen things, but think about that. Really be honest with yourself about what is going on in your situation. That's right. And the Bible even tells us to do that in 2 Corinthians 13.5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. People let us down by the free will they exert and hurt us. They leave us. They fail us. Then there are also natural events. Um, There's natural disasters. There's things that happen because, okay, this is a fallen world and this earth isn't going to last forever, just like mankind. The earth will not last and neither will we. So that is another thing that we have to deal with, the loss of a loved one. Since this is a flawed world and most people are not immortal and we have free will, you will experience loss, hurt, and hard times. But you can always count on God. He will be there to help you, comfort you, heal heal you, provide for you, restore you, protect you, and transform you, and so much more. He will never leave you or forsake you. People also can get a religious and legalistic spirit that make their walk about having to do this or do that, and then they try to impose those beliefs on others. That causes more hurt, and it does just the opposite of their intended purpose. It drives them away, turning them away from God instead of to them. God wants us to witness, to love, and to forgive, and not judge. That job belongs to God alone. Faith is about relationship with God and not about a bunch of rules and regulations to follow. You will obey the Lord out of love, not out of have to. Exactly. God wants your love, but he's not going to just break you over the back and try to achieve it hence why he gave us free will he wants us unconditionally no doubt in our mind are you willing to do that do not judge or you will be judged for with same with the same judgment you pronounced you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you 
Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but fail to notice the beam in your own eye? How can you say your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye while there's still a beam in yours? You, you understand? Yes. You understand the metaphor there? That's from Matthew seven through four, uh, seven one through four. It just means why are you judging somebody else when you're doing the exact same thing? And the next one I'm going to read to you is a really long one, but I'm going to go ahead and get started. Review, uh, receive one who is weak in the faith, but do not dispute or doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he is, he who is weak eats only vegetables. Let him not let him who eats despite who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat not judge he him who eats. For God has received him. Where are you to judge another servant to whose master stand, he stands or falls indeed? He will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day above another esteems another a day alike. Let each other be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord and he who does not observe the day to the Lord he does not deserve it he who eats to the Lord forgives for he gives God uh, God thanks and he does not eat the Lord he does not eat and gives God thanks for none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself for we all live for uh, to the Lord and if we die we die to the Lord therefore whatever we live or die, we are God's, we are Lord's, for this end, for this end Christ died and rose again, living again, that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do we judge your brother, or do we show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment and seat of Christ. Romans 14, 1-10 so what is that saying in short and sweet is one person may believe this thing and one person may not believe one person may believe that you need to go to church on a Saturday one pe person may believe that they go to church on a Sunday but as long as they're worshiping the Lord and they're believing the Bible front to back and they receive the Lord as Savior by the blood of Jesus Christ it does not matter it's not your place to determine what day they go to church this person may think i can't eat pork it's just not right this person may not see a problem in it because after all uh, remember when peter had that dream when god was trying to tell him that there's no difference between jews and gentiles and he gave them this dream and that he he had dreams of split hoofed animals and he is saying eat and peter will say no lord okay god right there said that it's okay don't call evil what god has called good so in this same thing this long paragraph is telling us not to judge people by what they do or what they eat don't put a bunch of rules and regulations on people to make them come to christ you can't make them get in the bathtub before they even enter into the door. All right? That's God's job. He cleans us up. And that's called daily life. And we, he, we begin a purification process. It's called sanctification. That day by day as we walk with the Lord, our eyes are open. And we 
Our eyes are open to things that we do right and things that we don't do right. Sins that we've committed that we need to repent of. But that's God's job to do it, not ours. We are to love. And that's it. We're to walk freely with people and to forgive. We're to show mercy and compassion and love and to help our fellow man. That's what we're called to do. It's God's job to judge. It's God's job to clean somebody up. We have to lead them to him. Why would they want what we have if we're acting even worse than what some people call the unbelievers, okay, the heathens or whatever it's called in the Bible? Why would they want what we have if we're acting no different? But if we're walking in love and peace, they're going to want to. You have to take a stand for your faith and live for it the way God tells you to live. And you can't put your emphasis on it because that's what the Jews did. God gave them 10 commandments and they turned it into 613. They couldn't even keep 10, much less 613. And a long story short here, people, once you get saved, once you get baptized, God will direct you to what he wants you to do. And then he'll remind you of how he wants you to share his message. There's no rules of regulation. Mankind created rules and regulations. God didn't. The only thing God said was, uh, uh, follow my son Jesus, and that's it. He's the only way to heaven. There's no other rules. It's just for following Jesus. So he will direct you how he wants you to do it, and just go and follow his lead. There's no magic wand. Again, uh, continuing on here, the Lord came to bring a relationship with him. And we know that by the verse that he tells us, by faith, we become children of God. It is hard to follow a bunch of rules. God gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments, like my wife just said, and the Pharisees created 613. Much They couldn't even keep the Ten, so why bother making 613? And they were always breaking them all the time, but then they were persecuting everybody else for breaking the rules when they were doing the same damn thing. And but as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, not by the will of flesh, nor by the will of man, but of God. John 1, 12 through 13. See, we're saved into a relationship with God and he does the rest. We don't have to have a bunch of rules. We just have to believe he's the son of God. We have to ask him into our heart, ask him to forgiveness, forgive us of our sins. And guess what? We're a child of God. He does the rest. He forgives our sins. He does his job. We are saved by grace through faith and not by rules. When it comes to a relationship, you follow out of love, not because you have to, and it becomes a part of who you are. For grace, you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves. This is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And the final verse here we're going to read before we take a break is, God is the one who will draw you to himself. Sometimes he uses people, and other times it will be something that you read or hear or see. When it, bring, when it brings you through him, it will be out of love and peace, not force. He will pick you back up when you're hurt, just like you do for your own children. They do not always listen to you. They disobey. Consequences happen due to their disobedience. But you will never stop loving them, helping them. It is not your fault when they do not listen, nor it is God, or nor is it God's. And the Lord Himself goes before you, and He will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid, and do not be discouraged. Deuteronomy thirty-one eight. And finally, 
but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you are called an outcast, Zion, from whom no one cares. Jeremiah thirty seventeen. Now I'm going to take a quick break here, and we're going to finish up with topic number three right after this. And the song I'm going to play for you is called Stand in Faith by Danny Gokey. We hope you enjoyed the song. Be right back. Disappointment Can't avoid the delay But I don't have to make Feeling down and defeated The place that I stay Gonna rise through the moment Gonna speak through the waves Gonna push back the doubt That keeps dragging me down When I can't find a way Don't need to see it I saw you To believe it From my brain before you even move on, make way. I was standing faith. Walk by faith. From my bridge. Live by faith. Before you. Oh, I believe, I believe, I believe. Standing faith. I see by faith. From my bridge. Seven invades And it's more than a feeling And it's anchored in praise And when it's the darkest It reaches the farthest And opens the way Don't need to see it I saw you Well, to believe it From my faith Before you even Move or make a way yeah. I was standing We hope you enjoyed this song by Danny Gokey called Stand in Faith. We're going to finish up with topic number three, overcoming and becoming strong in faith. How do you do it? So how do you overcome? 
See, all of these things that we're talking about are things that can hinder you from standing up for your faith because of people, because of hurt in your path that needs in your past that need healed. Okay, there's different things that hinder you in your walk and giving you confidence. So you have to ask the Lord, God, where am I weak in my faith and where do I need grow to grow? And what do I need healed of that may be causing this? And what are some of my wrong perceptions that I am pushing on others or that others are pushing on me that's keeping me weak in my faith? So overcoming and becoming strong. How do you grow strong? One way is by something we all encounter, and that is trials. Yes, and you know when you take a test with God, even if you fail it the first few times, you get to take it over and over. It's not like school. And yeah, so when you come into something that's really hard, a hard trial, and, and things that hit you out of nowhere, loved ones that you're worried about in their illness, or loved ones that are on the wrong track and you're worried about them, uh, and, and what they might do or finances hitting you out of all directions and you've got Mount Rushmore where the bills surrounding you on every side and you don't have you only have dime store income coming in um, what do you do okay all of us can get you know weak faith at those times but as we overcome them we grow stronger in faith but instead of getting scared because fear is not from God God says I've not given you the spirit of fear but power of love in a sound mind 2 Timothy 1 7 and you go to him and you ask him God why am I going through this trial have I opened a door that maybe I shouldn't have opened and I needed to shut maybe I did something wrong and yes I got impatient and I didn't wait on you so I charged up a bunch of credit cards and now God what do I do ask him ask him to lead the way ask him to show you the answer and the quicker you try to find out the answer for him and let him lead you the quicker you're going to get through that trial but as I've heard so many times for many different preachers if you complain you remain so why don't we just get through it a lot quicker and find the way to do that by asking God the direction out of it so trials is one way they come to everybody and no one's exist some come by natural events some comes by the adverse free will of others and some by our own bad choices but regardless of how they come if God allows them then they will be for a good reason trials are designed to teach us things that we messed up on trials are designed to see how much we've learned God needs to know this because he know already knows but he needs to know that you know that you messed up and you're going to be learning and also, so, uh, uh, where did you read, honey? Some. All right, so some come to show us sin in our lives that someone shows us our sin in our lives that God wants us to resolve. So they don't not, do not hinder us in any way. Other trials are so open to our eyes to something we are doing that will not benefit us, be beneficial to us, or maybe to a loved one other times is just to lead us or show us something that we should be doing and still others are to draw passion out of us that would not uh, come otherwise that's what it's talking about they're designed to show us things that we need to grow or learn from and that's all trials are there for and we don't know how long they're going to last 
Yes, and um, I am going to post this in our blog, um, our notes from this podcast, so you can read through it later. And um, instead of just writing the whole story out, I'm going to post a link to the first couple of podcasts that we did um, that tells our story, because... Donnie and I both have one where we were at the other end of somebody else's free will. And I went through so much and just telling it to you quickly. Um, if you've listened to all of our podcasts, you know. But if you're new to our podcast, I was married before. And yes, you know, he went to church and loved the Lord. But his head and his heart never agreed. Never really had that born again moment. And he let drugs and alcohol take over his life because of that. Me and our kids suffered abuse, physical, verbal, and emotional, and it really took a toll on my child, my children's lives. And my son, years and years of hurt and ache, and he's still getting, he's still walking out the healing process, even though he is saved today. But my other son was killed. He was killed in an automobile accident, and I was going through all of that abuse, and then dealing with the loss of my son, and then my parents feeling like I had no one to love me. And then the Lord found me when I tried to commit suicide. And from there, he birthed the love of writing and reading and studying the Bible. I started out writing poetry and they were just flooding me. I just like taking dictation and I couldn't get enough of the Bible. I have books and books and books of notes from studying the Bible. It just, it came alive and it helped me to feel a warmth and a comfort inside like someone did care about me that's how I got through it was my lifeline the Bible was my lifeline and there were verses in there that just jumped off the page that brought me comfort because they had to do with what I was going through God will speak to you through a word from somebody else through a word from the pastor he will speak into your heart because that's where the Holy Spirit leads and he'll speak to you through the word or through circumstances in your life that you know only God can do this God will speak to you. Just ask him to open your ears to listen. And through it all, I felt invisible and worthless because it never mattered what I say, even though I told him I was hurting. It didn't matter. But then God made me feel alive and loved inside. And because of that, a passion to help people discover who they are in Christ. They are royalty. You are God's own special treasure possession. 1 Peter 2, 9, go read that. It says that you were God's special possession. Don't let anybody else tell you any different. And he gave me that passion. And through that, the enemy tried to steal my voice. But through all of this and the Lord finding me, I have just published my 32nd book. I'm writing book 33 and 34 right now. So your life can turn around if you take a stand for your faith and you start trusting in God and stop buckling every time something happens or somebody does you wrong God will get you through it and he will make a message out of your mess Donnie he has his own story where somebody else's free will happened to him but he took a stand for faith yeah we'll continue that one next week Uh, so tune into that but continuing on becoming strong in your faith there's no secret to standing strong and learning your faith and becoming strong and defending your faith God will show you how to do it you just got to learn his word read his word and live his word is it going to be easy absolutely not will it be uh, tough yeah because nothing comes easy in this world 
but it is, is it worth it? Absolutely, 100% it's worth it. And I'll show you what I mean in this verse. This is a, this, in this, you greatly rejoice, though, for, for a little while, if you need be. You have been grieved by various trials that genuinely of your faith, becoming, being much more precious than gold, precious through its tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory in, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I was just talking about that. Is it going to be tough? The uh, verse says it will be tough. Because the world will hate us as much as it has hated Jesus. But what more greater power is it to honor Jesus and not be of this world? That's right. And in James chapter 1 verses 2 through 8 it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So the keys to overcoming trials and growing stronger in faith is, number one, trusting God. As we read before, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. We are not always called to understand God's ways, but we are called to trust him. And so, number two. Number two, pray when we are struggling and asking for his help to strengthen us. And he will do that based on this verse. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. 1 Corinthians 12.9 Also rejoice, always pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks for this for this will God, will of God and Christ Jesus for you. 1 Thessalonians 5.16-18 And uh, finally, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 Stay in the word and it is your spiritual bread we learn and grow we find hope and encouragement and verses to pray over us and our loved ones so that's the third way stay in the word he says in john six thirty five, and jesus said to them i'm the bread of life who he who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst and John 1, 1 and 2 and 14 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He w was in the beginning with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld Him, His glory, the glory of the one and only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And Psalm 138, 2 says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your holy name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. If you keep trusting God and going to him in prayer, rely on the Holy Spirit, he will help you, comfort you, guide you, and he will give you strength to take that stand when you need to stand. So remind yourself of the excruciating death that he went through. And then doubt his love for you. You can't. He is loving and he's faithful and he will never stop until 
you get to heaven and then he will still continue on because he says that he says in philippians 1 6 he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of christ jesus so the next time trial hits you will know that god will get you through it and you will come through victoriously if you confidently trust him and let him lead the way and take a stand for your faith when you need to the next time you encounter that person on the street that's asking you there's a way that you can do it with love there's a way when they ask you will you believe in that okay god doesn't tell us to hate people he says us to love people okay it's his job to judge his word says this okay that's what god's word says and i believe in it but then he also tells me to love you. So I'm not saying you're a bad person because that's not my job to say. That's God's job. Right now, I say I will love you with the love of God. And I don't care who you are, what you look like. There's always a way to put it in, in a loving way. It's not judgmental. I don't want that job. It's too much on my shoulders. And I, I have enough on my own. With God, we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. It means he does all the work. We don't have to. Stop allowing other people to put that in your hands. You can take a stand for your faith and say what you believe. You can speak that word over somebody because maybe that's the word that they need to hear to break some chains off of them. Don't be scared to speak words that God gives you for somebody or to pray for somebody because you never know what that might do for somebody it might be just what they needed for their miracle yep so in closing here how will you stand up for your faith and how will you rise up and defend god and his honor word for thought this week but also we just want to remind you we hope you enjoyed this podcast but also as my lovely wife mentioned earlier today it's coming around easter so what better gift for uh, your kids besides the old-fashioned easter box is a Talking Jesus doll. Go to TalkingJesusDoll.com and put in that promo code Sandy and Donnie for 10% off for all uh, for the purchase. And also, Sandy did mention earlier that she has written over 33 books. One was just published and one was republished. Deep Waters Within has a whole brand new cover design, so check that out today as well, as well as the train ride. That has been released too, so check that out. It is an awesome book about a woman's transformation, so you don't want to miss that. And uh, and also, don't forget to check out our website where you can find out all these books, and you can listen to podcasts on there as well if you choose to at yournewlifeministries.org. So check that out as well. And do you have anything else to add, honey? Yes, I'd like to close in prayer. We have people all over the world, and I thank each and every one of you for listening, and I hope these bless you. I hope you've learned some things, and part of getting past some things that hinder us is having a teachable spirit to allow God's Word to teach you and shed some light on the things that you maybe didn't understand that can help you grow in your spiritual walk. So I hope these things have blessed you, and I just want to close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all of our listeners out there. And I ask that you help each and every one of them take a stand for their faith where they need to. I ask you to help them in their daily life with whatever they're facing. Whatever trials, whatever illnesses, whatever financial problems, relationship problems. 
job problems, Lord, or maybe it's a ministry on their heart or a dream or desire or purpose, Lord, that they want you to fulfill. I ask that you just touch them right now and give them peace and let them know you've got it and you're taking care of it, Lord. And each and every day, Lord, grow everyone who's listening in their faith. Grow them to where they trust you completely. No unbelief, no doubt. And trust you 100% that you've got their back. After all, you are El Shaddai. And sometimes all we have to do is duck. As Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. So when we don't know what to do, all we have to do is duck, bow, and say, God, take it over. We thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. And God bless all, all of y'all. We just love you and praise you. And you can also email us at info at yournewlifeministries.org. If you have a prayer request, if you have a question, or if you like a, to a topic that you'd like us to talk on, you can just mention that. You can uh, go to that our website and visit the Contact Us page, or you can email us at the email address I just told you about, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And in closing here, I'd just like to remind you that you know you got this when you let God lead the way. I'll catch you guys too soon next time. Bye-bye.